Welcome to the Inner Glow Podcast. This is the place to be if you are ready to rise into your greatness, be unapologetic about your desires, share your gifts with the world and manifest your dreams in life, love and business. My name is Stefanka. I am a clinical hypnotherapist, author, healer and a mentor for women who are ready to up-level in all areas of their lives. Here, we talk all things abundance mindset, energy mastery, manifestation, relationships, business success, and more. Each episode holds powerful tools, energy codes, concepts, techniques, and thoughts that will help you take your life and business to the next level. Are you ready to embody a brand new version of you? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Inner Glow podcast. If you've been listening to the Inner Glow podcast for a while, I just want to share with you that I am so grateful for you and I know we've got quite a few regular listeners and it just makes me so happy. I'm so incredibly grateful for you and if you are new here, welcome. So excited to get to know you and as for me, my name is Stepanka. I am an intuitive clinical hypnotherapist and mindset and energy alchemist. I empower ambitious women, creatives and entrepreneurs to overcome self-sabotage and unlock their true potential. And I do this by using a blend of hypnotherapy, coaching, EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, aka tapping. And I help my clients shatter that glass ceiling that has been holding them back. And today's episode is specifically designed for all of my fellow business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives who would like to up-level their business, who would like to create a little more structure in their businesses so that their feminine energy can flow a lot more, so that you can feel more confident. And It is a topic that I discuss a lot with my clients and I have shared my insight on this topic in different programs and I thought, you know what, this really is something I should also bring to the Inner Glow podcast. So let's dive into it. So as a dedicated business owner, I bet that you already know that there is a difference between working in your business and working on your business and it's a huge difference and it really is something that can help you unlock that next level success that you are dreaming of but also I find that knowing the difference and finding that balance between working in your business and on your business will help you bring a lot more a lot more calmness a lot more beautiful structure and harmony into your business. So let's break it down. Working in your business means that you are doing the everyday work in your business. This might look like 
um, packaging orders or teaching classes, responding to emails, working on your website, coaching, providing consulting services. And honestly, when we are uh, working in our businesses, very often it means that we wear multiple hats. You could be an HR manager one day and you could be doing customer service the next day. Sometimes it might all happen in one day. And of course, these are important tasks. And, you know, to a certain degree, you will always work in your business in some shape or form mostly. However, there is obviously the importance of not only working in your business, but on your business, which means you step away from all of those responsibilities and you are able to look at your business in a different light. And this concept was, I believe, developed by Michael Gerber, I think. I, I hope I'm getting his name right. And he introduced the concept of working on your business in his well-known book called The E-Myth Revisited. And in his book, particularly, he talks a lot about you've got to work on your business, you've got to outsource, delegate, and so on. The thing is, I personally believe there's got to be balance and there is um, a lot of leaders in the industry who have that same opinion. In many cases, it's impossible to straight away work only on your business. And also, even if you want to create systems and structures in your business, you've actually got to work in it so that you can then delegate to others, if that makes sense. So here is the twist. You can do both. And one of the best ways to find the right balance is to have regular CEO days. And this episode is dedicated just to that. So if you prefer, by the way, reading, I have also written an article about this entire topic on my website, which is hypnocoaching.me, and you will find my own blog there, and this will be one of the articles called Uplevel Your Business with a regular CEO day for next level success. And maybe you will listen to this podcast episode and then when it actually comes down to running your own CEO day, you will open up that article so you can go through those steps. You will find that most of it is arranged in bullet points, really helping you to stay on top of all those tasks. So CEO days don't have to eat up your entire day. They can be as short as a couple of hours or a half day. I usually stick to a half day and that's enough for my business at the minute. So it all depends on the size of your business and also how often you do them. I prefer weekly CEO days. Yes, there is moments when I am traveling, when I might be away and I don't do my regular CEO days and then maybe 
I will have a longer day when I come back. So really find your own flexibility in it. You don't have to be super rigid. And I've been doing those since probably January 2021. And they've been a game changer for me. So I have made a few simple checklists um, for myself. And I have, like I said, put it into bullet points for you in the blog post on my website. And I very often did my CEO days every Sunday morning for a couple of hours before it gets noisy outside, before my partner gets up. I also work on Sundays, so Sundays might not work for you. It might be a family day for you and that's totally okay. I take Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. These days I sometimes go for a Monday because I do have a few regular clients on Sundays who have... Um, sessions in the morning and in the afternoon so it all depends on my schedule and I did not actually start with CEO days back in 2020 I started having regular weekly money dates I wouldn't leave it for when you know I need to send something to my bookkeeper or accountant I actually did my regular money dates and that's how I started and CEO days can help you to focus on your goals, on your values. They can help you to spot problems early and they can assist you with planning, following through, delegate, delegating. You will improve your financial game by having regular CEO days and or regular money dates. I have I do both at the same time. It makes sense. It will help you become a better leader. And also, this is about mindset and energy too. Because if you are stuck in a mindset that you don't need CEO days because your business is not important enough or is just too small, well, that's energy in itself. So by declaring that you deserve to have a CEO day, that you deserve to be working on your business, not just in it, you are setting yourself up for success. You're opening yourself up to manifesting more success in the future. So in a nutshell, a CEO day lets you step back from the daily grind and focus on the big dreams. And I would love to give you a couple of ideas of what you can do before your CEO day. So this is something I personally do. And once again, this is not meant to be a rigid structure. Find your own flow. If at this point you have got regular money dates, you look at your finances, then you could add a few new activities to it and it becomes a CEO day for you. If you've never done any of it, well, maybe start with just a few tasks so you don't get overwhelmed because then you might end up not doing any of it. If you've been having regular CEO days, you've been looking at your money, this episode might give you extra insight into, into things. Maybe this will give you an idea on how other people run their CEO days. So this is not meant to be a rigid structure. Find your own flow. And if it feels overwhelming, just stick to a few steps for now. So what I like to do before the CEO day, pick a date. 
decide when you want to have your next CEO day and block it off. Schedule it on your calendar. Make sure you block off that time. Treat it like an important meeting because it is. Make sure if you are using, let's say, a scheduling service. I personally use Calendly for most meetings and client sessions. And I will block that time off on there. Choose your spot. Think about where you want to do this. It could be at home. I often do mine at home, but I also am usually by myself in, you know, in the entire place. But maybe if you've got children or if it gets really noisy in your household, maybe you want to take your CEO day to a cafe or a hotel or a co-working space. So the key is to pick a place where you can focus and you've got the time and you feel comfortable. Make sure you know what tools you will need for your CEO day. So it could be a journal, a calendar, a planner, maybe your spreadsheets. Maybe there is some financial info you might need from your bookkeeper or an accountant, or you would like to get things in place before the actual day. On the day. So when your CEO day arrives, make it enjoyable and productive. I will be speaking about nervous system regulation in a minute, but very briefly, it's important to link those kind of activities with pleasure. So make sure you eat, make sure you feel good, have your favorite drink on hand. I always make sure I make something yummy for myself. Set the mood. If you are at home, maybe you want to light up a candle. Maybe you want to create your own CEO playlist. And just make make space. Make it cute. Make it lovely. Get rid of any distractions. Turn off all of those notifications on your phone. Maybe you even have got the focus mode on your phone. I usually turn it on when I'm writing articles, when I am doing activities like CEO day and then be prepared. Make sure you've got all the tools you need so you don't waste time searching for your essentials. Now, I want to speak a little bit about preparing your nervous system. And I've already mentioned it a little, but let me just share with you my personal story. So when I started my business, I dreaded money, looking at money. Um, it took me a little while to get everything organized in the department. I was resisting hiring an accountant for a while. I was just like not really looking at the numbers. And my excuse was that like, oh, I'm not making enough to be hiring anyone, to have a spreadsheet, you know, it's so little. The thing is by putting structures in place, you are opening yourself up energetically to more money. If it's really messy and you already are feeling overwhelmed, the chance is you will push away subconsciously any other opportunities, more money, because if your subconscious mind is already thinking like, oh my gosh, we are overwhelmed here, it won't open itself up to more opportunities because why would you put yourself in a situation where you could be even more overwhelmed? 
So regardless of how small or big your business is, this is important. And very often we have got what I call emotional codes, emotional coding with money, with finances, with looking at our businesses this way. I personally never saw myself as someone who could run her own business. I used to have a huge resistance to becoming self-employed and I always thought it's something dangerous, it's something that's not safe and it is something I I saw as a child and I didn't think it was safe. I thought it's just a lot of stress, complications and so on. And therefore, when we've got emotional coding with money or being an entrepreneur and so on, our body has got a response to it. So it's possible that you sit down to have your financial date to look at all of your accounts and you're like already resisting it or or you will manifest distractions, you will want to escape, distract yourself with this or that. So it's key to get your body involved and making it feel safe. And I personally started linking money with pleasure when I started doing my regular money dates. I would have that lovely candle on my desk. I would put music on. I would move my body beforehand. I would really set the mood. I would always make myself ceremonial cacao, making it feel really special. My crystals would be next to me and I would be having a really positive self-talk with myself, encouraging myself, telling myself that I can do it, that it's okay. So having a positive attitude is important and it honestly all comes down to emotions because whether we know it or not we are always making emotional decisions emotions always win even when we think we are not making emotional decisions so imagine a situation when you think like oh i'm making a, a rational decision here the thing is emotions are still behind that so-called rational decision because sometimes we think, oh, I'm making a rational decision. I'm stepping away from something that is exciting, but potentially risky. I'm going to stick to this more logical approach. Well, that logical approach you are taking is caused by emotions, probably by fear. Fear of what could happen if I went the other way, right? So it's all about emotions. And that's why I, for example, developed my program my signature program emotional alchemy enrollments by the way are opening soon so keep your eyes open it's because emotions run the show it's all about untangling and rewiring our emotional associations with money with finances in relationships and even with those dreaded spreadsheets the amount of times a client would say oh I'm just not good at maths that's just a bullshit belief we were given at school I wasn't good at maths physics or chemistry or and that's got nothing to do with this okay so I recommend that you regulate your nervous system before you do your CEO activities take deep breaths long deep breaths focus on extending your exhales so let's say breathing in on three breathing out for seven 
breathing in for three one two three breathe out for seven six five four three two one and again breathing in for three two one breathe out for seven six five four three two one and these kind of breaths stimulate the diaphragm and in turn the vagus nerve and that's so important you can shake it off you can put on a fun song and shake your body for at least five minutes again this will switch off that fight or flight or freeze response in your body you could do a short meditation or visualization you could do a bit of yoga or stretching so whatever works for you i like to keep it simple i'll usually focus on a few deep belly breaths i will put one hand on my heart one hand on my belly and then i will focus on gratitude i will think of the things i'm grateful for so i have broken down the ceo day into one two three four okay four categories i believe and then there is a fifth one which is optional and i'll explain that later on so let's start with the first step the first stage of your ceo day and i call it the general overview or the general review you can grab a notebook or open a document and simply ask yourself and reflect upon what has been working what has been going really well in your business lately write it down then ask yourself what hasn't been going that well lately again write it down and include your own feelings include things such as the feedback you've received from clients customers students team members reflect on even technical glitches has there be some has there been something that hasn't been working that well in your business and look at your schedule has your schedule been working or have you been scheduling too many calls into one day or uh, do you feel like you actually need one day that's without speaking to clients and customers so just reflect on all of those things and if you have a theme you can also reflect on their performance and um, how helpful it's been to have people on your team their responsibility so that's also something you could do including recognizing their accomplishments and so on the second segment of your ceo day has to be the financial review it's so important and your financial review might look completely differently uh, from mine so i'm just gonna share with you what i usually do so you can get inspired and then make it your own so firstly i will open up my main financial spreadsheet then i will also open up um, statements i will log into my accounts including paypal and i will let's say start with paypal or with my other business bank account and i will just record everything into that excel spreadsheet money coming in money coming out 
And yes, I am also using um, like a bookkeeping accounting software. I'm using personally QuickBooks, but I still have an old school spreadsheet as well, because that's one I record things into at this point. Maybe that will change in my business, but I like to have that spreadsheet so I can always know where I'm at because while QuickBooks is connected directly to my PayPal, to my bank accounts, and it gets updated on a regular basis, it is slightly different. And also it's being updated by my bookkeeper and sometimes he might not have updated it yet. So I like to have my own spreadsheet and also I like to be in touch with the money I make and the money I spend. So this is an opportunity to have a look and see, um, okay, are there things on this spreadsheet that I'm no longer using? Like, am I still signed up for some sort of a subscription service and I haven't used it for a year? So it simply gives me an instant snapshot of where I'm at and, uh, you know, how many clients I have. And all of these things are recorded in the spreadsheet. My bookkeeper has access to it as well. And I know it's helpful for him to see my spreadsheet, even though he has got statements and QuickBooks and so on. That's also an opportunity to stay on top of your invoices. So while most of my expenses are automated, there is still a few services that still send me an invoice. So I make sure I pay those on time. Then my own invoice management. If uh, you, for example, send out invoices to clients, this is a perfect time to make sure they are getting paid on time. I personally schedule them. So I use PayPal and I will make sure, okay, well, I remember this client needs to pay on the 19th of every month. Have I got it scheduled? Yes, I do. All good. So this is when I might be doing things like this. Then budgeting and savings. So this is where you get a little more strategic. And if you're not um, like doing any money dates at all, maybe this is a step that you will end up introducing a little later. You might have like myself, multiple accounts. Maybe you even follow a method like profit first system. And in that case, use this day to make transfers based on um, the percentages you have set up for your business. So maybe you put some money away for taxes. Maybe you've got savings. Maybe you pay yourself on this day and so on. But either way, review your finances, have an overall look at where you are at and so on. And that really brings me on to the next step. Zoom out. So take a step back and just see if you are on track with your financial goals, identify any patterns, see also what's doing the best, like where is most of your money coming from? And what about your expenses? Again, like if you haven't done it in the previous steps, have a look at what you are paying for. Is it aligned? Um, what's the net profit and so on? This is your chance to stay in control and to feel really confident. And if, let's say, you are experiencing negative digits, if you've got that, this is also to look at it. But this is not about feeling guilty. This is not about experiencing shame. It's really important that you remember that this is nothing but financial data. 
It means nothing about you. Your worth goes far beyond those numbers. And it also doesn't mean anything about how successful you will be in the future. So if you are finding that this process brings up a lot of emotions for you, maybe you need to work with someone to get some help around this. Maybe you need to work a little more on that nervous system regulation, or you might want to bring a little more um, energetics and mindset work into it because your CEO days can also be focusing on things such as mindset and energy. You could uh, make a gratitude list for the money you do have, for that debt you have, if you have any, because that debt paid and and then paid for something you wanted enabled you to do something so you can still really feel grateful for that i also like to bring my abundance crystals to my ceo days my um pyrite crystal and natural citrine you can um do a bit of EFT tapping if a lot of emotions come up EFT stands for emotional freedom technique I personally love that technique, do it a lot with my clients and it's a perfect tool to use around money and finances and bring heaps of self-compassion into this process. Then there's also a few monthly tasks I focus on. So I don't do those on a weekly basis, but once per month I will download my financial statements and I will send it to my bookkeeper. If there are any non-repetitive expenses, let's say I purchased something new or it's, you know, it's not one of those sub subscription services, I will make sure I download a, and save that receipt and I, I upload it to a shared folder I have with my bookkeeper so he can have access to it too. And because I use QuickBooks as my accounting software i also double check from time to time whether those connections are still uh, working because i believe like when you link your paypal and your other bank account to it they do expire from time to time so i i do check them so that's the financial review now internal projects that's stage number three this is your dedicated time to shift your focus from client or customer work and direct it towards your internal projects. It's your chance to consider all the projects you are currently juggling and lay out your plans for the upcoming quarter or for the current quarter you are in as well. And even to take a step back and ponder the bigger picture. So these internal projects can be anything from updating your website, introducing a new product, a new service, recording a training, planning and recording podcast episodes or writing blog posts, emails and so on, planning events and future workshops. So you can really just do things beforehand. And again, why this is important not only in terms of like the practical and tangible results you will get, but this is also about bringing that structure into your life and business and your nervous system will begin feeling a lot safer. It will feel so good to 
be in control of those type of things. So a couple of tips here. If you have listened to my previous podcast episodes where I talked about how to stay organized and productive, you might already know that I don't think we should have an ongoing general to-do list, um, neither in our business nor a mixed one for business and personal life. And this is the reason why, because if you've got an ongoing to-do list, firstly, it probably won't be organized in terms of projects. It will be a mixture of everything together and um, it never ends. Basically, you will never complete everything. So it doesn't really feel that satisfying. It always feels like you've got so much on your hands. So if I'm looking at projects during this stage of my CEO days, I will look at my planner as well. I like to use just pen and paper for those sort of things and I will see where you know during which week I want to focus on what uh, when I want to launch something what's the preparation period I need so I do have my daily planner where I will do this with a pencil or with sticky notes I will outline and map out events, classes, CEO days, any other significant dates. However, my everyday appointments and bookings are in my digital Google Calendar. So I don't write those down into my monthly or annual planner because these change and they are in my digital planner. I will get reminders on Google and so on. But pen and paper is for planning and having simply a good overview. That's when I'm more like brainstorming. Okay, well, what if I want to run a workshop on this date? Okay, what does it mean? Well, then I need to already be prepared by this date. I need to have the payment links ready on this day. And it really enables you to plan things better. And now that I'm looking at my planner and thinking about those sort of things, then I start creating separate checklists for each project. So let's say right now I'm in a process of uh, or preparing for a launch of my signature program, Emotional Alchemy. So I have a checklist for that and I have got things on there such as uh, write a new sales page. I've already done that. I can take that off. Um, Have someone else look at it and get their thoughts on it done that have feedback of someone on it perfect make amendments done put it on your website create a page there okay i haven't done that yet make sure you start that course on a platform like teachable Uh, promotional activities recruiting podcast episodes and so on all of that will be listed on that checklist for that particular project let's say you want to update your website and then like okay what are the updates you want to make so maybe you will break down that checklist to different pages maybe home page maybe about me page and then you will create little bullet points check checklists under each one of those pages so this is your opportunity for projects like this again if you have a team these might be the sort of things you do with them as well so again find your own flow if you are into metrics and analytics and you really like to 
measure progress on those, then during this stage of your CEO day is also when you can look at those. So maybe you want to assess your social media engagement. Maybe you want to see the numbers for your latest email campaign. Or maybe you want to track download, podcast download numbers, things like this. I don't always do those because I do find they don't matter as much to me at this point. I want to make it clear at this point in my business. But if they matter to you, if it's something you are focusing on right now, during this third stage of your CEO day, this is a perfect time to look at those as well. Stage number four, getting organized. So this is something I don't do on a weekly basis. It could be something you do on a weekly basis, but sometimes I find these things get done during the week anyway. If not, I will make time for them on one of my CEO days. So they don't need regular attention in my experience. And many of them can be delegated. So you don't have to do those yourself. But I still want to mention it because maybe you are not delegating them and that's also okay. So I will go to Google Drive folders because I'm using Google Drive to have things organized. And I will create folders and files for projects I am working on. So if I have done a checklist on a sheet of paper for let's say my program Emotional Alchemy, maybe one of the things on there is to create a folder and have things organized there and start you know creating files for each thing and so on so i might do that or maybe for some of you the checklist won't be on a sheet of paper and it will already be in some sort of a software or google drive and so on so i will make sure i've got things organized on there then email inbox management clearing your email inbox can be a weekly ritual um, but for a thorough cleanup, maybe just do it once per month. You can also delegate this to a VA, to a virtual assistant who can filter and manage your emails. Digital cleanup, again, on a regular basis, delete and organize files um, from your laptop's downloads folder, for example. Maybe you've got too many screenshots on your phone then this is an opportunity to go through it and delete it. Or again, you can delegate it. And this last point I want to make, that's a very personal one. But again, if you have listened to my previous episodes on how to stay organized, you might know I also have this ring binder. And it's got a few different sections and it's for my creative ideas, for content ideas, blog posts, for... Um, podcast episodes and it's not where I will make all of those notes for the episode or a blog post but it's when I will jot down those first ideas maybe um, maybe I got inspired and my laptop is switched off I want to write it down somewhere and I also have a section there for brain dumps which is something you can do before you do your checklist, before you get a little more organized. So basically on a regular basis, I will go through this binder and I will rip things out of it. And that's precisely why it is a binder, because you don't want to have a journal notebook where you've got like 
like pages upon pages of old lists and things i like to keep things clean clear and organized that's why i have got a ring binder system as well so we are almost done here but i have also put an optional stage for you here and that's personal ceo moments and self-development so the segment is entirely optional and it is really for those who want to extend their ceo day to um to focusing on personal aspects of their life and self-development so maybe during the week when you are focusing on serving your clients customers you don't have time to watch that training you purchased a little while back so maybe you can extend your ceo day and actually do things like trainings master classes maybe you want to learn things and you can totally do them during your ceo day too and some people will also like to take time and focus on their personal planning so while you don't want to mix up maybe your shopping list with your program checklist you can then take a little bit of time and do similar processes for your personal life so maybe you've got a holiday coming up and you need to buy certain things you need to organize things you need to um book a dog sitter so these are the sort of things you could do as well and personal to-do lists and personal planning and so on could be done during this segment so here we go so your take on a ceo day might be completely different to mine but hopefully this has sparked your interest your curiosity and honestly growing your business business isn't just about those daily tasks it's not about just posting on social media doing loads of things teaching supporting serving it really is also about setting this very important time aside to focus on your business as a whole but don't rush into it if you are new to the concept of regular money dates and ceo days start small don't try to do everything at once begin with a few tasks and make sure you keep your stress levels in check overdoing it can lead to feeling overwhelmed and it may cause you want to give up on that idea altogether if you are a business owner in need of support if you would like to stay on track if you are navigating a lot of emotional things in your business i would love to invite you to book a session with me because it's something i focused on something i absolutely love doing i work with business owners creatives ambitious women light workers and i help them grow faster to stay on purpose stay happy to feel good and there is a few different options of how you can work with me i offer accountability coaching which is for those who struggle with procrastination lack of follow-through and staying organized so we will not only help you do those things what but we will also tackle those sneaky fears that hold you back because after all procrastination isn't about you not being able to organize things it very often is 
connected to deep-rooted fears and beliefs and um, subconscious and emotional blocks. So we will address those together as well. And if you are someone who wants to have all the support and you really are in the season of your life when you want to focus on your business growth and on your well-being while you are running your business, then I highly recommend my ultimate hypno coaching package. It is an in-depth VIP journey with me that involves breaking through limitations, addressing subconscious and emotional blocks, conquering fears. It also includes a lot of accountability, but a lot more. Um, we focus on really shattering that glass ceiling that has been keeping you stuck. It is about unlocking those next levels in every single way. And how I do this is I use my intuition. Very often, I already get intuitive insights before a session with a client. I use coaching, hypnotherapy, emotional freedom technique during those sessions. And I really support you to make those inner in emotional shifts as well as focus on those practical steps you could be taking to take your business to that next level. And the main difference between the ultimate hypno coaching package and accountability coaching is the amount of support you get, the amount of resources you get, and also we get to chat a lot more. So all of my one-to-one -one clients get access to me on a private messenger app. And for accountability coaching clients, it's twice a week. It's twice a week for a check-in, for accountability, for updates and celebrations. For my ultimate hypno-coaching package clients, it's, it's four days per week. And we chat on there quite a lot. So you've got that support. When you're having an emotional day, you are struggling with something, something's coming up, like that's such a great resource to have and some of my clients they're like oh my gosh like just the private messenger support is worth the whole package because it honestly often is on those days between sessions when a big breakthrough happens if you would like to find out more if you would like to chat with me about it feel free to reach out to me i'm always more than happy to speak about my offers with you and see if we are the right match for one another. So I would love to hear from you. Did you enjoy this episode? What has been your biggest takeaway here? Have you got regular CEO days? Are you going to implement some of the suggestions I made here today? And if you haven't already, I would so appreciate if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and give me a rating and follow me on Spotify. I honestly had this weird thing happen. Last December, I did a fun giveaway for those who would leave me, for those who are enjoying the podcast and want to leave me a review. I rewarded them with a personal card reading sent to them in post with a Christmas card. It was gorgeous. I put so much love into it and loads of clients did leave a review and they some of them ended up disappearing it was really weird and I spoke to some of them who left me those reviews on Apple Podcasts and they're like I don't know what happened 
it was really bizarre so they just like yeah some of my reviews went away and i don't know why and i tried looking it up and it sounds like it's happened to other people too but there is just no way to get them back so if you have left me a review in the past double check if it's still there and i would really appreciate your support because this is how we can get the podcast in front of more people thank you for being here and if you want to share with me personal takeaways just drop me a message thank you for listening If you loved this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review. Follow my podcast on Spotify, share it on your Instagram stories, or recommend this podcast to your friends. For more free content on feminine empowerment, radiance, business, and inner glow, make sure to join my Facebook community called New Earth Women. It is filled with rituals, live trainings, emotional freedom tapping sessions, meditations and more. The link is in the description box. You can also follow me on Instagram at New Earth Women. And if you are interested in working with me, go to the show notes. You will find all the links there. Loads of love. I'll see you in the next episode.